If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more streaming platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Well, I don't think he scored over that international break gone. And I don't think he scored at the weekend either for Dortmund. So he's gone about four or five games now without scoring a goal. This is, like I think, his longest spell since, obviously, joining Dortmund, where he hasn't scored a goal. Overrated. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Off the Crossbar podcast with myself, Regan Walsh, and my co-presenter as always, Brad. How are you on this Thursday afternoon? Doing very well. I'm ready for the weekend of sports. Agreed. We have got an absolute joyous weekend of sports to look forward to this weekend. Not only in the footballing world, but there's the Masters Golf Tournament. There's the Grand National to look forward to. Oh, it's just absolutely great weekend to be a sports fan. However, we are a football podcast and we will stick to talking about football. And there's only one place to start and that is, of course, the Champions League action that took place over the start of this week. On Tuesday night, Real Madrid and Liverpool played and Manchester City versus Borussia Dortmund also played. We'll start off with the Real Madrid-Liverpool game. Of course you want to start with that one. (laughs) I mean... Vinicius Junior. Oh, he, he turned up when he was needed for it's it. It's a weird thing with that kid because he's he's obviously shown it at times, but he hasn't yet gone to the levels of like an Mbappe or a Haaland. Yeah, but I This feels like the first one where he sort of did it. Oh, 100%. He definitely brought the limelight to himself when it was needed because before get the game and the day before there was a lot of players ruled out due to COVID wasn't it Rafa Varane and someone else who else was big player that was ruled out of that game no, I could have swore it was just Rafa Varane oh, I thought there was someone big but yeah um, yeah showed his worth putting a great performance I think today probably his best performance for Madrid he's obviously been up and down a very short uh, spell with uh, the Los Blancos, but yeah, this performance truly and uh, thoroughly cemented it in the good books. There's, well, there's one way more depressing note that he did. He proved Gareth Southgate right. Yeah, and that is that Trent Alexander Arnold cannot fucking defend. Jesus Christ. Dare I say that he has the crossing ability of David Beckham, yet the defending of Phil Jones? No, you can say that a defending ability of David Beckham as well. Well, it's probably nice to Beckham. <laughs> yeah, but it's, that's harsh on Phil Jones. I'd say Phil Jones is actually a better defender. say the exact same Trent. thing. Trent. No, I wouldn't. Phil Jones is a better defender than Trent. That's a discourse in itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it now makes Jamie Carragher's debate on Monday Night Football look all pointless after that performance. I know, that, that whole debate was pointless anyway. I, I was watching that thing with just sheer bemusement. Mm. Well, I can understand what Neville was saying. Like, with the way Southgate wants to play, I can understand why he wouldn't want Trent in that squad. But he he still will get picked anyway. That's what the whole conversation seemed to be about. I don't know if he gets picked. You don't think he does? I think Trent will miss out. Mm. I'd still take him for purely just his ability to cross the ball, which we would probably need at times. Yeah. But it, we all know it's going to be Kieran Trippier. Yeah. But I was thinking you play him maybe in a more advanced role so he doesn't have to worry about the defensive side of it too much. No, he probably works in the, the free at the back. Yeah. I don't know if that went in, but we don't know if that's going to be a thing still. Yeah, I mean, we could be tossing and talking about the England selection for eight for months to come because there obviously is still a few 
more months before the tournament starts and uh, over a month until Southgate has to announce his final uh, 20-odd players for this tournament. So okay. it is definitely one to look out for. If I can add something on Jamie Carragher. Jamie Carragher on CBS over Jamie Carragher on Sky any day of the week, if you've seen any of the clips. Yeah, I have done, actually. He does seem to be a lot more himself and joyful on CBS it seems no, than he's just on know Sky. what they're doing when it comes to punditry yeah how is it they make our presenters look so much better on their channels than we do when they're on our channels this is ridiculous I mean could you imagine Roy, how much Roy Keane would open up if he went on there get me Roy Keane Michael Richards and Jamie Carragher on that panel oh that would be absolutely brilliant to watch unfortunately they're uh, Roy Keane stuck on Thursdays so well, yes. Uh, did you see what Klopp said about uh, his team performance after that game? He's blaming it on the place where they played the game because obviously it wasn't at the Santiago Bonabal because it was, uh, or it still is, getting renovated. And they played at the Alfredo Di Stefano Stadium or training ground. And he's saying it felt more like a training match than an actual match. What page of the excuse book is he bloody on now? Was that, Jesus Christ. How are we supposed to play well in like somewhere that's not a stadium? Maybe yeah. maybe look a little closer to home, Jürgen. When was the last time you were at Anfield? Exactly. Right. It's been ages since you won at Anfield. I mean, it's not even the Swordless ground that they've played at, because I'm sure that can hold about 18,000 at that stadium. To be fair to him, it wasn't like he could blame the wind. True. But no roofs. <laughs> yeah, that man can literally blame anything. But, yeah, I'm sure it's where the Real Madrid women play their home games anyway. And it's just, I don't know how you can like complain about it. So, yes, so sorry, it's not 18,000, it's 6,000 is the capacity. So you said 18,000, where'd you get that one from? <laughs> I don't know where, I thought that was how much it was, but... um. Still, that six thousand isn't going to be the smallest stadium they've played in. They've they would have played in grounds at a smaller side when it comes to like FA Cup, League Cup adventures against the Minnows. And um, are they also forgetting they played at Bournemouth for three seasons, which is ten. <laughs> sorry, to but sorry, <laughs> yeah, but Bournemouth fans know Dean Court or the Vitality Stadium, whatever you want to call it, isn't the biggest. So it's, I don't know how that can really be an issue. Honestly, the man's coming up with more excuses than anything. Turning into Jose Mourinho two point oh with his excuses as to why his team lost. Don't do that. Don't do that. Good first uh, leg result for Madrid. Obviously, having that three one lead, but Liverpool did get their all important away goal. Away goal. Sorry. And uh don't know whether it is going to be enough for them in the second leg to try and overturn this two-goal deficit and hope Madrid don't score when the two sides meet next week. The other game that took place was obviously Manchester City versus Borussia Dortmund and it was the Citizens that ran out 2-1 winners thanks to a goal from Kevin De Bruyne and a 90th minute winner from Phil Foden to give Pep Guardiola's side the lead in the first leg. Uh, Marco Royce did score for Dortmund to obviously give them that important awake or that they needed again City even when you think it is an enough for them they just find a way to win the games yeah there's so many things I can go over this but overall it was very end to end for the majority of this fixture yeah like it was a, a bit of a more subdued performance from Haaland we say yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sure he well, I don't think he scored over that international break gone. And I don't think he scored at the weekend either for Dortmund. So he's gone about four or five games now without scoring a goal. This is, like I think, his longest spell since, obviously, joining Dortmund, where he hasn't scored a goal. Overrated. <laughs> <laughs> no. now, if, if anything, they always were on Jude Bellingham and Phil Foden, England's future. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Young ballers, the pair of them... Bellingham only been what, 17, 18 years old and uh, Phil Foden only a couple years older two 
very bright stars of the future for England. On that Bellingham disallowed goal, what were your uh, thoughts on that? Because I, uh, I just don't know how. It was on VAR. It was an English ref. No, I think the ruling with that is it can't be overturned. Um, it was a ref. It was a Kevin Friend incident, just, wasn't it? Because it was the referee who made the decision. Yeah, we call that the Kevin Friends. Yeah, so there is some law saying that uh, because the refer- the on-field referee made the decision about it, uh, that's why it wasn't allowed to be overturned. But it's still very controversial, and then Bellingham does get booked for his complaints after that as well, which is crazy. <laughs> I want to speak about after the game. Did you see the photos that appeared when the linesman asked <laughs> Erling Haaland for his autograph in the tunnel? Yeah, I love this. I don't even care if it was... Even if it wasn't for charity, I admire the hustle. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely brilliant. But no, it turns out the linesman's clearly a very nice bloke and wanted it for charity. Yes, I think it's to help uh, with some autism charity that he works for, I believe, if I remember reading correctly, which is obviously a great cause uh, to do so. Yeah, I'm not sure they want to be called some autism charity. <laughs> No, but I'm, no, I don't know the name of it. That's why I, th- I said I think it is some autism charity. I don't. That's not the official title. Oh, no, I'm obviously. just. I'm, I'm messing with you. <laughs> Jesus, you're making me sound like I'm a bad guy. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> then on Wednesday night, uh, FC Porto played Chelsea and Bayern Munich played PSG. We'll get onto Bayern Munich PSG in a minute, but Chelsea got two very important goals away to Porto Mason Mount and Ben Chilwell scoring their first Champions League goals as well a perfect way uh, to respond to that humiliating defeat at the weekend for was, two was this, side was this whole Champions League quarter final stage just to prove Gareth Southgate right <laughs> I think it must have been because even Mason Mount is far in there Ma- Mount and Chilwell scoring Chilwell's goal was lovely yeah uh, Trent being proved he can't they can defend Will Foden scoring as well, Jesus. Gareth Southgate must have told them something over that international break. I don't know what it was, but it seems well, to have worked for them. Well, we said he was a great manager. Definitely the right man to lead exactly. England. I've We're going to win the Euros. I've always backed I've always said it. We'll win the Euros, the World Cup, the Rugby World Cup, the Olympics. We'll win everything. I don't see how we're going to win the Rugby World Cup. Even Gareth Southgate's the man. He will lead us to victory somehow. Just let him just just let him go and coach. So he ain't gonna have a clue what he's doing. But then again, <laughs> neither do half the coaches anyway. Um, yeah, perfect response. Like I was saying for Thomas Tuchel's side after that humiliating defeat at the weekend at the hands of West Brom, and very convincing first leg lead. Now heading to back to Stamford Bridge. Oh, I don't know whether it is. Is it taking place at Stamford Bridge next week? Mm-hmm. Or no, they're in the same stadium. Uh, which is the. Yes, the Ramon Sanchez Pichuan Stadium. And obviously the biggest game was a repeat of last year's final between Bayern Munich and PSG at the Allianz Arena. And this time it was the Parisian side that ran out 3-2 winners thanks to Kylian Mbappe scoring a brace and Marquinhos scoring for Maurizio Pochettino's side. I don't know if he said Thomas Tuchel again, but he's no longer there. And I'd literally just... Is it we sort of a Pochettino apology because we were kind of going in on him a bit much in the last podcast. Yeah, we were slandering him massively, but... <laughs> I mean, then again, you could probably fight my mind away more. Yeah, and the fact that Bayern Munich turned into Brighton and Herve Albion having a million and one shots and not scoring, it seemed. Mm. But, uh, as much as Mbappe right. stole the show, I just sadly couldn't take my ears off of Martin Keown and his complete pro-revo soccer approach when he was saying some of the names. Oh, I, that's why I can't, I can't. It's the one thing about BT, um, yeah, BT Sport and the Champions League is their fucking commentate co-commentators are fucking shit. Did you? I can honestly say in the modern English punditry side of things, hmm. I think McCorkis is the only good co-commentator. <laughs> no, no, I still think Gary Neville's a good co-commentator. No, that yeah, he has his biased moments. For me, personally. Yeah, but... Um, Martin Keown, just... No, get rid of him. You're too old now. 
I don't think age. Mm-hmm. I don't think age comes into it. Oh, You're just not very good at your job. <laughs> Martin Lawrence and, and Alan Anson were doing their, or still are doing their jobs. I think uh, Laura is. Don't know about what Alan Anson's doing. Anson's been out of it for years. How did you? <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if he's still working in sports somehow, like no. doing a paper column or anything. But yeah, this is again proof that Bayern Munich are missing Robert Lewandowski. Oh, yeah, even without Lewandowski, they should still get at least something from this. They're just defending wasn't on it, and Neuer, I think, made the mistakes he did. Yeah, he had a massive foul for his uh, stature and should be doing a lot better than that. At first, when he saves it, still something goes for his legs. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely crazy to see. It's a weird thing with him because he is one of the best goalies of our lifetime, but he has so many catastrophic errors. <laughs> yeah. But then again, all good keepers do seem to have it now recently because if you think, how often are we talking, or how in the past have we been praising De Gea's pa- uh, great saves and like you pull off worldies and then he's like one Man United player in the year, four years in a row, and then another game he'll be doing some absolute no. uh, catastrophic howlers. Oh, hey, hey. Not my goalie. What, Amy Martinus? My goalie could never. Mm, we'll see about that this weekend. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I was saying, we have the second legs uh, coming up next Tuesday and Wednesday for the set of Champions League fixtures. And hopefully they're like this first set and don't disappoint us at all going forward. Yeah. Right. Is it weird that I still can't call them? Yeah. I feel like no, there's, mean, there's, there's twists to close. <laughs> they're all too close. It's like, especially with how Chelsea played at the weekend, Porto could easily turn that around. Liverpool, they could do what they did against Barcelona a few years back to Real Madrid. Mm. Dortmund just need Erling Haaland scoring, and he could change that tie around and. I don't know whether Sancho is definitely ruled out of that one as well, the second leg, but giving him that. And then obviously Bayern Munich, you know, are always going to score goals. So all four ties are perfectly poised to be very entertaining second legs. Still and still many amounts of spice to be thrown into the mix. Yes. And let's hope they don't disappoint us at all. Right, we have a full slate of Premier League fixtures to look forward to this weekend. Uh, Friday night we have Fulham versus Wolves, and then on Saturday we have Man City versus Leeds, Liverpool, Aston Villa, Crystal Palace, Chelsea. Sunday we see Burnley play Newcastle, West Ham play Leicester City, Tottenham play Man United, Sheffield United play Arsenal, and then on Monday night you have West Brom versus Southampton and Brighton Hove Albion versus Everton. Not many good fixtures, but there's obviously one or two that stand out to the crowd I mean obviously we'll start off with uh, the big game on Saturday between Liverpool and Aston Villa uh, 3 o'clock kickoff. Liverpool are closing in on that top 4 they're obviously levelling points with Spurs Villa have got the game in hand of the teams above them, a couple of points back behind Liverpool There's obviously Jack Grealish didn't play at the weekend but he he could be expect to play some minutes this weekend. You'd think for Dean Smith's side, their nightmare returns. <laughs> yes. So, all well, in well, all, the, and the news agrees. The word is he actually might not even feature in this one either. Really? Yeah, it's getting confusing now. The whole thing, and I just can't be asked to go into detail on it. But I still have hope, albeit a very small amount of it. <laughs> And the fact you're playing at Anfield as well gives what, you a bit more. They hope. are going to have revenge deep in their minds. <laughs> you would think so, but it's, again, it's Liverpool this season. I don't know what Liverpool side to expect. They will have their eyes on doing what they did to Crystal Palace against us. <laughs> yeah, I can see where you're coming from with that, but it's just, I, I, I just can't. Like last season, I would have convincingly said. Right, Liverpool are going to absolutely smash Villa here and win quite comfortably. This season, I'm just like, can they actually get a victory here? I, I, I don't know why I'm doubting Liverpool so much. 
No, I don't know why you don't in the movie. <laughs> no, I have a lot of hope. I feel like the end of the last game for us was hopefully the the spark to relight us again. Like we're still mm. sort of in a hunt for Europe. If I'm being yeah. generous. There is that little bit of hope that is possible for you, obviously with the game in hand, like I was saying. One, but we're writing it. Oh, 100% you are. And it would move us on to 46 points. Obviously, you'd be a point behind Everton who don't play until later on the weekend and mm. then you'd only three points behind Liverpool. So, yeah. And obviously, big thing as well, we have to play Everton twice. Yeah, so it's definitely not anything uh, out of the contention yet for a European place uh, for your side. Obviously, the other big game we have uh, on Sunday evening, or early evening here, Man United Spurs at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. The oh, how much is, derby. oh, how much has changed since the last time they faced? I mean, they've just completely flipped the switch for the pair of them. They've just swapped places. United have gone on a decent run and I think maybe we've lost two or three times in uh, the last 23-24 games obviously not playing the best of football at times against some of the smaller teams but you look at Spurs in the opposite hand they've just completely faulted away from what we said in October were Spurs actually looking like title contenders after that match and do you know what the, de- you know what the definition yeah. of Tottenham is yes well, I not one you're thinking of. <laughs> the the perfect phrase for them is two steps forward, three steps back. Three steps back. Oh, well, that's what's gonna. That is the Spurs of age. You look like you go good going forward. Oh, potentially league winners. Ah, they're actually Tottenham Hotspurs. The, 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 that's not what we do. We don't win titles around here. Question: Do you think Tottenham actually have to get something from this? Yeah. I think. I don't think a draw is good enough for them. And I, I think they have to walk away here with the three points. Because United have got nothing to lose this weekend. Because no matter what results do, they're still in second place. And we've said it before, they're not going to win the league title. Although there is obviously still that hope. And small chance it's unrealistically to happen. And we also don't know the state of what you'll be like after the Europa League game against Granada and obviously they're welcoming back uh, Marcus Rashford from injury because he has travelled with the squad for that fixture uh, that takes place later on this evening for us so it's going to be an interesting one to see how United set up obviously with uh, tonight's game in mind and it's obviously to get that result against a top six side is obviously something United want because there's all that this season that United haven't been in a top six side or done well against them there's like so many draws and that so that's one thing to take into consideration but at the same time I think Spurs need this victory more to keep that potential Europa League and last Champions League uh, dream alive which at this moment in time isn't looking very likely at all is it? Uh, then again, the Europa Conference League will be the only trophy Jose hasn't won. So, well, that's if even if they qualify for that, and that's if he's even there. <laughs> exactly. We all know what uh, Jose is like when it comes to his third season. He'll be gone and uh, looking elsewhere for a job. And then the game prior to that on Sunday afternoon is West Ham versus Liverpool in a third versus. Yeah, sorry, Leicester. I don't know why I said Liverpool. Leicester versus West Ham at uh, uh, five past two. Third versus fourth. No one would have said that months ago that them two would be third and fourth in the league. Leicester maybe, but West Ham, no one would have said that at the start of the season. It was West Ham fans weren't saying that. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy to see how well both teams have done. Uh, David Moyes has done an incredible job with them this season. and It's going to be... A Really entertaining game, I think. I'm very intrigued. These two sides. Yeah, it should be. They may be the most open. I I don't know. It'll be the most open game of the weekend, considering Mads and Leeds are playing each other. (laughs) Well, yeah. 
But no, I'm expecting something very good. Two technical, technical geniuses going one-on-one with one another in David Morris and Brendan Rogers. <laughs> Five years ago, we wouldn't have been saying that. And you all wanted him out of Man United. <laughs> Think where you'd be right now. What, two places below what we currently are? You'd probably have two Champions Leagues, four Premier League titles. So, yeah, he was always the one. He needed more time than he was given to do anything at United. So, But you all wanted him out, so some of the consequences... Yeah. And I was part of the crew that wanted him out, so... <laughs> hey, I'm not to complain anyway. Uh, yeah, on paper, like we said, this could actually be one of the best games of the weekend in the Premier League. And uh, like you said, tactically, between the two managers, going to be a very interesting match-up. Elsewhere, we have uh, two relegation six-pointers on our hands. Uh, the first one being on Friday evening before between Fulham and Wolves at Craven Cottage. Fulham with victory will jump out of the relegation zone for uh, two days at least because obviously Newcastle play on Sunday afternoon against Burnley. Wolves, they're having a really off season. I will get to Wolves, but nothing. Fulham, as long as I can play for 90 minutes, I have a very good chance of getting a needed win. Yeah. But Wolves, I'm going to... can't wait for this. I just want to get... I don't know. Hey, this has been a massive underachievement. This is what was expected of them. Oh, 100%. Everyone, for them, this season was expecting European football to like qualify for European football and have a good season again as well. They haven't really... like. What have they realistically changed that has made them go so bad? Not really sure, but they have gone backwards. Yeah. And if it's, if, well, if it's interesting, because you probably haven't read beyond the same stuff, and he knows all very well with them. Yeah. Sales, no, could, sales could happen in the summer to make way for them to actually bring in players. So the likes of yeah. Neto, Neves, Traore, they're all probably available. I mean, what's the point of buying Vic and Traore? You have to buy six litres of baby oil as well, just for nothing. Uh, their situation almost screams Randy Lerner 2010. We've failed yeah. in it. We've missed out on a mission and we've spent too much and we have to start cutting back a little bit. Could be the case... But it also seems the fact that uh, with Raul Jimenez getting injured, obviously he's uh, back in training and don't know when he'll be able to feature again, if he does feature again this season. But the goals really have dried up for them with his absence, haven't they? Well, with his absence, lest we forget, they spent £30 million on a striker and also loaned another one in, so they replaced him. Yeah. I mean, You can't spend £38 just... million or whatever it was. It wasn't that much, but... It's a lot of money to spend and not have him score loads of goals. Hmm. I don't care how young he is. <laughs> I don't care how young he is. Yeah. You not spend that much money you... and him not deliver. Yeah, I know where you're coming from on that situation. Like He does have to be delivering some sort of goals. And that's why like, we're giving the same criticism to team of Werner. Yes, Werner is a lot older and has scored goals, but his price tag is... Also, what we've been talking about is like how much Chelsea ruled him for, and he's failing to score. So, uh, Wolves have to be held at the same accountability level. For Especially with where they are, they're very lucky that as well. they're very lucky that the likes of Fulham, Newcastle haven't got more points. If you've seen Sable, yeah, they're, they're slowly agree. they're just slowly getting involved in. I think they've done enough. They're not going down. Yeah, I think the likes of Brighton, Newcastle, Fulham will be the others that go down with West Brom and Sheffield United and obviously speaking of uh, Newcastle United they play on Sunday like we said uh, they head to Turf Moor for the midday kickoff against Burnley 15th versus 17th place there's only a couple points separating the two sides 
How do they do it? Hey, Newcastle or Burnley? I'm not about Newcastle, what you could bring Burnley into the situation, but how do they seem to get points when they're clearly looking so bad? I have no idea. It, it baffles me, to be honest, because, like we said, or I said the other week, this Newcastle team is it's too good to be down there, but they, they oh, are. No, it isn't. Oh, trust me, you are the only person that would ever say that. No Newcastle fan would ever say those words. Not with Steve Bruce at their hand, but I think with a different manager, I think they'd be a bit further up the table. Not, I'm not saying they'd be a top-half team or challenging for Europe, but I'd say they'd be better placed than what they currently are. Fully fit squad, maybe. Yeah, current that's what I want squad. About. They had a fully no. squad. You ain't going to no, say that. Yeah, the current crop of players that they've got fit and available, they're in the right position. But a fully fit squad, they should be a lot higher up than they are in the table at the minute. Yeah, maybe mid-table. What if they have a fully fit, say, Maximan, Wilson, oh, Moran, an actual Joel Linton worth his t- price tag? <laughs> well, uh, he never was worth that £40 million in the first place. Like He's the biggest waste of £40 million I can think of in recent years. Well, um, no, we don't know the add-ons of Fabio Silva yet. True. <laughs> when you look at Burnley, Burnley's problem is they don't score goals. They've scored 24 goals this season, which is a joint lowest with Fulham. Yeah, they're very reliant on the likes of... Sorry, s- second, oh, we, second lowest. I forgot about Sheffield United, they've only scored 17. Well, you just forget a low number of 17. <laughs> No, I just can't believe how much of what you do I do. Ah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, heavily reliant on Chris Wood this season. Yeah, Matt Ovidio is another one when he comes off the bench. I think Ashley Barnes would have been in other seasons as well. Yeah. It's one of them where someone like a Dwight Gale in this squad probably would have been scoring goals and have them maybe a touch higher but I think that's been their main problem is they haven't been scoring goals in these close fought games and that's what has got them in this relegation fight with the other teams around them yeah it's always they've just never they've never improved on no they've always been happy to have that yeah I think as long as they're not relegated I think this Burnley board in the past, obviously, we don't know what these new owners are going to be like when they have a full season in charge, but they do seem quaint with just Premier League safety rather than anything else. Because they're slowly becoming like a Stokes City size, you know, like they're never in real fit of relegation. They're not going to do much for the Premier League, so they're just, they make up for like ninth to 16th realistically for Burnley if even that yeah right um, that is the Premier League wrap up done uh, we'll get on to the predictions league in a few minutes but uh, we'll go on to the women's talk now so it is international break in the women's game uh, we have the home nations playing so on Thursday evening Republic of Ireland played Denmark at 630 in a friendly, and then on Friday, Wales and ca- play Canada on six o'clock in a friendly, available on the BBC Sport uh, website. France play England at ten past eight on BBC Four. Again, this is obviously in England, and the big or the game that actually has some meaning to it is Ukraine versus Northern Ireland at five o'clock on the Red Button, which is a playoff place for a spot at next year's Euros which is the first leg with a second set of fixtures to take place on Tuesday for England, Wales and the Northern Ireland Ukraine game so definitely uh, worth keeping a tab on that Northern Ireland game it'll be interesting to see can they qualify for the Euros and England, France will be very it's definitely going to be well, it is the first test for Hega Risa since she was announced as interim manager uh, how well the Lionesses can do against the top sides in uh, the women's game because obviously Northern Ireland aren't uh, known as one of the better sides but definitely something to look forward to for England fans and 
The main situation or the main talking point of this past week has been uh, the situation surrounding Birmingham City women. And it was a report that came out from the Telegraph at the start of this week uh, after the players complain over budget and lack of medical support but the club insists it's doing its best on and off the pitch to help the women's Super League side which just isn't true no well no it isn't it, it's you want to know what this whole situation just stinks it's because you know how badly we're on their men's team is yeah and that I understand being a Villa fan I'm the last person they probably want to hear from this is the issue on mm. It's not, huh? not in 2021. It's just not right. No. I mean, they started this season, or heading into this season, with, I think, eight players under contract. Apparently, for next season, they've only got three players that have got contracts for next season. Mm. They've had so many injuries that they've been dealt with, so they've had to sign players on loan. And apparently, um, they don't have a doctor when they go to away games from the stuff I've read it's same facilities aren't up to scratch inadequate medical provisions they don't even get travel to away fixtures that's something they have to organise themselves Mm. it's like like it's absolutely crazy like the uh, article from the Telegraph does include uh, a picture of the team's rehabilitation and fitness area and I don't know if that's shown the full room but if it is, I've got to say, it's about the size of my bedroom. Oh, it's it's a, so tiny. Something that was on Sky. I didn't had someone talk about it. She said that it was one of the rooms that was literally just a porter cabin. Yeah. Which I, doesn't surprise me at all. Like, yeah. we've seen how bad it is run. And obviously, players up and down the league, not just Birmingham City players, have been showing their support and demanding that Birmingham and their... Uh, WSL take a look into this and get it uh, sorted properly because at this rate it wouldn't surprise me if they do possibly face expulsion from the league if facilities and that aren't upgraded or the women's team do end up going because of how badly it is being run but like you said it's no surprise with how bad the men's team has been run over the last 10 years or so that it's it has faltered into the women's game yeah because if only they put us not even just half the amount of effort into looking after the women's team as much as they did with Jude Bellingham. Well, yeah. That man, got, that. That man got plastered with love and respect when he was leaving. Yeah. I mean, if they look at what Leicester City women have done over the last few years, how they've properly invested into their team. And it's not just that. Leicester have obviously built the massive training complex and they've allowed the women's team to become a part of that. Yeah, Arsenal women, they sometimes train, obviously this season they're not allowed to train at London Colney due to the Covid, but they've been training their Man United's team for the rest of this season, they're now training at Carrington, Chelsea have an actual ground for their women to play at, they're not ground sharing with someone, Arsenal obviously ground sharing with Bournemouth Wood, but they're probably bringing more attraction than Bournemouth Wood because of the level. Like That's the things that need to be happening, when you see investment done right, it goes a long way and you see the bigger teams do well. Man City, look at all the facilities they've got. Like they've got a specific stadium. They train with the men's, uh, the men's training ground as well. So it shows what investment can do. Mm. Well, the Birmingham City women are being told, according to a report from Casey Wyatt, wrote in The Athletic, something like they were told to leave the training complex so that they could make room for the under-12s boys team. I mean that's fucking ridiculous. I could like, I could go in on the men's team. I, mean, I shouldn't care. I don't care. Mm. Really, but yeah. you see, it's Midlands news. Anyway, they've already had stuff with issues in their academies. Not cutting them. I can't help yeah. feel this feels like a cost-cutting exercise to just get rid of the women's team that they don't see as important anymore. Yeah, when it I was think... literally their most successful project for years. Mm. and it continues to be like for me I don't know whether because I've in the last 
12 months or so that I've taken a lot more following into the women's game but I seem to hear and see more stuff about Blues and Carla Ward and how they're doing stuff in a positive effect compared to the Birmingham's men team they were like top team way before the Super League was a thing yeah when it was the old spring series and summer series Birmingham City were one of the best teams in the country they were up there with Arsenal Chelsea and Doncaster Bells as well back in their day the OGs Mm, they've just it just, just the shit seems to have hit the fan and like you said this type of shit shouldn't be happening in the women's game in 2021 yeah and when interestingly when I did a very very rare thing I looked on the BCFC Twitter handles which oh, I never want to do it again <laughs> yeah. I had to cleanse myself admittedly after I did it. They're, they're in agreement Look, no one's happy yeah. with it oh, 100% I, it, it, you can only sympathise for the players and they have got some good talented players coming through the likes of Hannah Hampton England, Jamie Lee England, England internationals yeah Chloe Mailing, Claudia Walker they had Ellen White right there last season was it, wasn't it or well, season before was it? yeah like, they're, in, they're, this, they're almost an institution in the women's game was from what it was oh 100% if you think of women's teams in the past, you think of Birmingham, Doncaster, Arsenal, Chelsea. Like they're the four teams you your brain automatically goes to because of how long they've been around and what they've done for the women's game. And to see that they're in this sad situation is absolutely appalling. And unless the EFL demand Birmingham change or new ownership comes into Birmingham City I do think in this very near future it could be a very sad day and I wouldn't be surprised if the, in a few months time you see a story that's saying they've got rid of the women's team from if there's talks effects. in them like breaching the licence then it probably won't even be their own decision Yeah, which is probably what they want oh, 100% and it's, it's going to be horrible to see this happened in 2021 i know obviously a lot of teams have struggled financially because of covid but it shouldn't be at an impact where like you said they're making them get off the west hills training pitch so the under 12s can play i'm sorry but that was it? Like, i think i just remembered something as well as when they played tottenham in january once they played tottenham they didn't because they didn't have the squad size and they think there was some like the owners didn't want the fixture Right, so they just they gave Tottenham the three points. Yeah, and then there was one when the 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 Aston Villa game, which was called yeah. off like five minutes. That before was the one that was they were going to, they wanted to move it to St George's Park, but the owners didn't want to pay the five hundred pounds to move it. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Like it, it's not even like they had to travel across the country. It, and it's but, better, yeah. Which obviously, for those who aren't English listeners. Burton to Birmingham is an hour away. Same region. Yeah, it's under the Midlands. Well, no, it's not the West Midlands, but it's Midlands, so... Uh, no, Burton upon Trent's not. Or it's, it's, like, it's like Burton slash Stoke, you know, I can't remember. Yes, Staffordshire Way. Yeah. So it's like the cusp of the Midlands. We're not geography it's, teachers, just allow us. Yeah, the fact that... Uh, I, it's genuinely really annoying to see this happen. Like, obviously, there's all that shit with uh, the women's teams and that getting abuse and, oh, this woman shouldn't be seen on TV because she's a woman and all this bollocks. But to see a team in this situation is ridiculous, especially in 2021. Like you say, a club of such high profile as Birmingham City is beyond belief to me. And I hope the right thing does happen and it does become better for the future for them because it is very sad to see any team go through this situation right it's time to move on to our predictions league now and this is the part of the show where we select six games from uh football free from english football and free random european ones and we have a go at case in the league obviously bread uh, after your performances last week you've broke the 100 point barrier you know I'm 102 points now and I'm still ahead on 131 you've, you've said that as in the equivalent of a participation award <laughs> <laughs> I mean you are 
<laughs> 29 points behind me, so I've got to give you something. It's not so not bothered. <laughs> yeah. uh, right, what fixtures have you got lined up for us this week then? Oh, even more depressingly, first Premier League game is Burnley Newcastle. Oh God. Um, for me, I'm going to go with a 1 0 Burnley win. Chris Wood to score. I'm going to go for 1 1. Okay, game number two. And he's West Ham versus Leicester. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game, and I'm going to go to 3-2 to Leicester. That's a very interesting choice. I say the Desmond 2-2. Two -two. Ah. Everyone loves a good Desmond 2-2. Two -two. Not, not him personally, but... I said I don't know if that would go down well with most people. Oh, yeah, I doubt it would. It's a nice saying, but you've taken the risk. Yes. <laughs> uh, third and the final Premier League game. Of course, it has to be Manchester United versus Tottenham. Um, as a United fan, I'm obviously wanting United to win, and I'm going to go. It's not going to be an entertaining game, but I think United nick it one nil. Mm. Take into account what the. Half full kickoff as well. Yes. Two one. Manchester United. Okay, and across the pond now to oh, well, not necessarily the pond, but <laughs> over to Europe for the free games. Well, we're not blessed with the European fixtures. We're only blessed, really, one major, major, major fixture. It is El Clasico weekend. Indeed it is. Um, Real Madrid are at home, aren't they, for this one? It is at the Alfredo place. Di Stefano Stadium. Um, I think... Ooh. Can't call it. <laughs> it's a tough one. I want to go 2-1 to Barcelona. Ooh. I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. I was very tempted to do that myself as well, but I don't know. I just had a hunch. Well, then again, I worry I'll regret that. Okay. Second European game for us? Well, again, not blessed. But interestingly, this fixture is third versus fourth, was it when you told me? Yes, third versus fourth. It is, it's... Wolfsburg versus Eintracht Frankfurt in the Bundesliga. I mean, oh, I don't know. Because both teams are starting, oh, especially Frankfurt recently, have gone on a bit of form. I'm going to go... Oh, who's the home side? Frankfurt. Um, I'm going to go with Frankfurt to win 2-1. I will say Wolfsburg to win 2-1 okay. okay Another fixture I was waiting for right. I have no idea what it is by the way well, It takes place in Greece so Derby games they're obviously very special Yep. And they all, they have to have very good names. Like, Al Clasico is a good name. Yeah. But having just discovered the name of this one, Al Clasico is a terrible name <laughs> compared to this. Because this weekend sees Olympiakos take on Panathinaikos in the, the game that is dubbed the Derby of Eternal Enemies. <laughs> Uh, I feel like I spelled Panathinaikos wrong and whatever. Um, Maybe Panathinaikos was just always in the Champions League. Yeah. Sounds like a really good uh, game of ultimate enemies, was it? It, it was called the Derby of Eternal Enemies. 
that actually does sound like a really cool something from a Marvel movie <laughs> that's what Batman vs Superman should have been called <laughs> Jesus that would have been more insane still could have seen it all in the uh, trailer though but whatever um, if you have three hours to spend <sighs> we're not a, let's get back to the football <laughs> um, I'm going to go with 2-0 to Olympiacos I'm not doing table research, it's probably even because they're probably winning the league. I have them winning 2-1. Okay, so we haven't gone for any uh, equal results this weekend from either of us. I've seen a lot of 2-1s, though. 4 yeah, two ones. To We're obviously going on this, the Derby Eternal Enemies, but we did do the Galatasaray Fedebache one. What's the name of that one again? The Eternal Derby. Yes, the Eternal Derby. Which is fine, but this is Eternal Enemies. Eternal Derby sounds like something out of a bloody film about God versus Satan or something. <laughs> it's the Goths would love this. <laughs> yes, uh, very entertaining games, and obviously we will look back on it on Monday on our show to where we look back at our whole weekend's worth of results and any other talking points from around the world of football right I believe that is it unless I've missed anything out which I don't think no. I have uh, there's no other breaking stories in the last few uh, minutes or anything so that is good news like I said we will be back at uh, the start of next week to review all the action from around the world of football and all the talking points as well and like we always say, wherever you're listening to, if you're listening to us on YouTube, make sure you like, comment and subscribe. Uh, if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure you download us. And on Apple Podcasts, make sure you give us a five-star rating and whatever the best rating you can give us on your streaming platform. And until Monday, it is goodbye from myself and goodbye from my co-presenter, Brad. So yeah, do a bit responsibly this weekend on sporting pictures. Yes, and just enjoy your uh, sport. Sporting events, just anything. Exactly. And until next week, we'll see you soon.